Welcome to the Chicago Golf Tour Podcast, sponsored by Sub70 Golf. Sub70 Golf is the number one direct-to-consumer golf equipment company based out of Sycamore, Illinois. By cutting out middlemen and unnecessary overhead, Sub70 products are roughly half the cost of other OEMs. Everything is custom-built, and they typically have one- to two-week turnaround times. With a full equipment line from driver through putter and options for everyone, go check out Sub70 Golf at GolfSub70.com. All right, folks, we interrupt this broadcast to tell you about the very best sports coverage in the Chicagoland area. Our go-to, that's Sports Mockery app. The Sports Mockery app is breaking Chicago sports news and rumors, covering the Bears, the Hawks, the Bulls, the Cubs, and the White Sox. Download the Sports Mockery app now, available on iTunes and Google Play stores. Back to the show we go. All right, folks, welcome back to another edition. We got Big Rob in the house. What's up there, big man? What's going on, Tom? Not much, man. Enjoying the beautiful weather. Uh, we almost got blown away by a tornado <laughs> 20 minutes ago. It's weird. Yeah, I got a text from my mom in the neighborhood saying she got hit hard, and I'm like, man, it just missed us. But we def- we're definitely sitting out here sweating our ass off, though. Yeah, it, it rolled through briefly. It wasn't anything crazy. It just got windy for like 10 minutes. Um, super dark, but now it's it's beautiful. It's super light out. Got the doors wide open, my man. The pool. In the, pool in the storm hit? No, but I'm going in there as soon as this is done. <laughs> I love. It. I've been I've been a a night swim junkie um, the last couple of weeks. I don't know what it is. It's just super super peaceful to have like the lights on in the back and the kind of just swimming. I mean, it's cold, but it feels good. I'm sure it does. Oh yeah. Um, Let's recap, Rob. Sure. First of all, did you play any golf this weekend? Uh, not this weekend. Last week during the week, but not this past weekend. We How both, about yourself? We both swung and missed. Um, no, no golf. I was going to play. I, te- I was tempted to play Sunday. Yeah. Had the opportunity, but I kind of knew what I was getting myself into with the whole Saturday night festivities up at the Carney. Sure, sure. And after last week's situation uh, <laughs> at uh, Heritage Plus, I said, okay, we're not going to do that again. So basically, bailed on Sunday. Actually, it was never really set, so I didn't bail, but just decided not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I believe I'm going to be playing. Oh, I know I'm playing Sunday, which is Father's Day. Today. Oh, yeah, that's our day. I get it. Playing Sunday, and then I'm, I believe I'm playing Monday as well. So oh, there you go. Are you playing Sunday? Is it Belmore? No. So I'm, I'm trying to save that for Monday. Okay. Um, early Monday morning. Sunday's to be determined. Um, how about you? Are you getting out? Playing tomorrow, which would be, if you're listening, Wednesday, obviously. Yesterday, Tuesday, playing Klein Creek, getting out there first tee time. So excited about that. Nice. Not excited about the heat, but be nice to swing a club again um and then hopefully sunday I, we were looking for tea times and it just seems like everybody every course and their mother is booked all the way up to like noon so shame on us for waiting till last minute but are they really already already oh it's bad man i went i went through our whole schedule i went through west i went through south i didn't touch north um just to look at courses i the only backup is carriage greens and i really just don't want to play carriage greens to be honest with you yep but if it comes push to shove, if that's the only tea time I can get in this, because I don't like to tea off after 7 a.m. I just can't stand it. Um, right. So if I can get something in it, Cog Hill had a few like 5.30, 5.40, but the people that want to play think that a little, that's a little bit too early. So. Ooh. Ooh. Is that a. Uh, 5.40 is not bad. I don't think 5.40 is bad. And it's Cog Hill. It's like, I mean, you know, I don't know. What's the earliest tea time there? They have a 5.30. I don't know if that's when their first – I mean, whatever sunrise is, obviously. Right. So, but, yeah, it seemed like – I mean, I mean, I even looked at Ruffle Feathers. I looked at uh, – I looked at Big Run. I mean, I looked Orchard Valley. I hit pretty much every one in ours. I, Heritage Bluffs, I was like, oh, please have something. They're not open until – they don't have anything open until, like, 2. So, I mean, obviously, it's Father's Day, so I get it. But Sunday's supposed to be, like – Like, one, it's – if not the biggest golf day of the year. Sure. I mean, but it's supposed to be balls hot Sunday too, like 90 but, something. But it's also Monday too. So like that surprised me. Like if we were talking and it was Wednesday, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. But, but you know, the one thing I've noticed is like most golf courses, they're like 
you know, now they're only a week out, right? Where they open up their tea times where like years past, you could have got it like two weeks ago, you know, prior. So, yeah, this is true. It is more common to see like seven days out, but I still think most are probably 10 to 14, right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, dealing with our, like our courses, I would say most are, no one's bananas to me is some are like 30. Like who's booked? I, I mean, like Arizona. I I booked our, our Greyhawk back in I think first week of February. So, I mean, I get that's a destination. Right. I get that, but it's like that's crazy to me too. Yeah. Well, I take that back. It might not be public. I know a lot of places like Ravislow. Um, I believe. No, no, the preserves kind. Of, oh, Highlands, Bose Creek. They have members, right? So, yeah. like, you know, those guys, I believe, get seven days in advance of the public. So, really, realistically, they could book essentially 21 days out. Sure. The public hits it. I mean, Ravislow wanted 100 bucks for Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, so. um, yeah, like I said, it's a huge golf day. It's going to be mm-hmm. a great weekend. Weather's going to be booming. Um, I think we're having a barbecue. There you go. That'd be fun. Yeah. A little golf in the morning. Host with the most now with the pool. There we go. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, it's going to be hot. I'm like, she's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, just hang out and have a barbecue, you know? Yeah. You, wanna, you could have your family over if you want. Like, I don't, dude, if you ask me what do I need to do for like a day like that, and most of the, most of the time the answer is just like nothing, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Often just like hang out, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, hang out with the girl. And uh, you know, do some cannonballs and there you go. So, speaking of golf, Rob, your boy Rory won a sixth RBT. T again, once again, T. T. T's picked three of his last five are winners. Yeah. Did you take Rory? I picked Rory. I just didn't bet. And again, it's like a it's a it's a running theme now because next time I do take T's pick, it's not gonna win. Well, I mean, there's no better week to do that this week. Oh yeah, US. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got US Open week. Um, first going back to the RBC. Yeah. Didn't watch a ton of it. Um caught a little of it yesterday. Yeah. The parent or the uh the leaderboard was awesome yesterday, by the, the way. final group was awesome. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have caught the ending. Didn't only caught highlights. Um, the more the or I was about to say the memorial. The RBC is awesome, man. Um, for whatever reason, Rory just plays the lights out there. I don't really. I was thinking about today. I don't really understand like why that course suits his eye so well. You know, it's not. You know, it's not like Linksy. Um, well, I think I think he has something to prove too. Not jumping ahead, but you know. Yeah. Um, I think all those guys really wanted to stick it to the situation. Cause like I was Thursday, Thursday and Friday, I was going back between YouTube and ESPN plus, you know, I, was, I, I didn't catch, I was watching more of live just to see it than I was of the, the RBC. But then yesterday we had a family gathering and I saw, I got to see, I saw 16, 17 and 18. And that, that was, that was pretty good. I mean, uh, Tony making that long putt on birdie, the birdie on 18 was pretty funny too. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel bad for uh, for Tony. You know, finally puts like <laughs> a, 64 and he, he still didn't win. Puts a Sunday together finally. And, you know, he's just kind of outdone by by Rory. Um, yeah, because Rory won 62, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that was with like two, two, three, three foot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he was lights out. Um, speaking of live golf, so you already mentioned you watched some of it. Um, I literally didn't catch one second of it um, on Friday. I had to go yeah. back and watch it. Yeah. Um, dude, I just think it's – first of all, I think it's awesome that there's a ton of golf. Don't get me wrong. Um, for you, for those of you who caught it, like it was just shot after shot after shot. Well, I mean, that yeah. was cool. But that's because they have no sponsors, no commercials. Right. So, it's, you know, I get that. I get what you're saying, though. That was fun to watch. I thought – to me, being a designer, I thought the the scoreboard, the leaderboard, was pretty sweet on the left. I liked how, you know, they it told you how many holes they had left. I liked how it jumped up and down and stayed there the whole time. 
like Andy said in Shotgun Start, the only thing I didn't like is how they abbreviated abbreviated names. Like a lot of those guys, I didn't know any, I didn't know their names. So it's trying right. to, it's kind of hard to follow. And the other thing I didn't like was like they didn't never, they really sh- rarely showed the the team score. You know, it was just yeah. the individual score. I heard a lot of people bitching about the ding noise, like when it was. Oh yeah, I was yeah exactly. I thought I thought it was my phone every single time. Yeah, I heard. That was, I did like the shotgun start though because I did, and I know other people have said this about it too. But I thought like I liked it because it wasn't you didn't have eight hours of coverage, right? Every it was like you know four hours of coverage where you can just like sit there and let it play in the background, understand you know see what's going on. They're all out there at the same time. But I mean, at the end of the day, though, like the play wasn't anything spectacular, right? I mean, it was pretty boring to me, like. DJ didn't shoot well, Phil, you know, it was good to see him, not good, but it was interesting to see him out there, but I just, it didn't really, I felt like it was pretty uh, level. Yeah, I mean, besides the, the, you know, the almost $5 million first that Charles Swartzel won, and then you have, and then you have, which I think he was anchoring the whole weekend. You can't tell that putter was not anchored to his chest the whole weekend. Yeah, I saw some, some Twitter jab around that. Um, and then Ogletree, who shot like plus oh. 31, uh, compared 24, to, yeah, yeah. I mean, that last 125k, like, well, it was interesting because, like, shotgun start the episode this morning is talking about, like, you know, so you got Patrick Reed, you got D. Shambo going over now. It's like, you know, do you think he's invited back? Probably not. He's probably the one they're kicking out, you know, being. So potentially, I don't know this early on if they're kicking anybody out. They, they'll, you know, they'll take all the, the whole field, but maybe. Um, I mean, were they? I thought they were only sticking at forty-eight the whole time, no matter how many people they got. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, I know Pat Perez is going over. Yeah. Um, and he's. I think he's on Phil's team already. No, he's on DJ's team. I think. And Deschambeau is going to go to Phil's team. They were saying. Yeah, I mean, I just think there's, there's just going to be a. Sh- keep they're just going to keep stringing guys along like mm-hmm. there's going to be a you know a new guy every one or two weeks and you know i could just i see a bunch of guys jumping over right now especially too like just because i feel like people want to strike while the iron's hot now especially that like the the uh the whatchamacallit came out you know the pga tour uh when jay monahan came oh yeah well, you know, like the other thing, like Nolan and Elba was talking about today, they had, uh, I think they had an a analyst from Sky Sports on, and they were talking about, though, like, you know, they applied for the OWR, right? Yeah. And uh, and it, it, it takes two years to get approved. So, like, some of these guys, like Gooch going over there, you know, they're going to, he's going to be in two years, going to be, he's not going to have, he's not going to be in the top 50. He's not going to qualify anymore for any of the majors. So it's just like, you know, yeah, Phil and DJ, they're exempt for things, DeChambeau and stuff like that. So you could see them jumping over, but these younger guys that don't have a first official world ranking points, you know, they're kind of screwing themselves right now, unless they're getting a huge payday, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, speaking of the, the Phil presser this today was, beyond bizarre um he just i saw the pictures from it he looked terrible dude he he basically didn't have an answer for anything he just like kept talking in circles and you know said you know uh basically please please respect my opinion or i respect your opinion he said that about 30 times um just like really wouldn't answer anything but you know he was he was he was asked some ridiculous questions Sure. And it's crazy that these golfers have to, you know, answer some of these questions. But anyhow, yeah, it was it was bad. He he looked awful. sounded awful. Like didn't seem like Phil at all. Um, usually feels like a gem in a, in a presser. He's like one of the, the best ever do it in the, in the pressers, you know, whether that's before or after. And he was just like he didn't he didn't seem like Phil at all. You could tell something was something was bothering him. Something was up. Sure. So, um Speaking of, did you see your your boy Spieth? Yeah, dismiss, that was awesome. Dismiss not today. Oh, that was awesome. I saw that tweet right away. That was great. So for those listening who, who didn't see it on Twitter, 
uh, there was a journalist there. He noticed on the tee, Spieth walked over to Billy Ho to congratulate him on the memorial win. And tell him good luck. Yeah, tell him good luck. And then um, he looked over and nah said play well or something. And no, I get, he, he nodded his head at Spieth. And Spieth just ignored the shit out of him. Yeah, like he didn't say anything or respond to him. Or right. Kind of, you know, and, and we were talking about that, what, last episode or the episode before? Like, you know, now that they're no longer colleagues, are, are they sure. going to be? Are they going to be exactly like this? So, Do you see now and Murray's lockers are next to each other? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting. It's it's almost like, you know, two rival college football teams now. Sure, like just, sure. Just, they just hate each other's guts. Dude, uh, like, golf Twitter, like you said earlier, was like – it's been awesome the last seven days. You know, even Instagram with, like, Pat Perez and his wife, like, announcing everything. It was just, like, Looney Tunes of everything that was going on. It's nuts. It is nuts. It, it got to a point where I literally had to just get off Twitter and go to Instagram to like look at pictures as opposed to reading. <laughs> right. it, it, it was good. And, and I feel like it's, it's more so like golf media, um, journalists, like people are just getting nuts, man. Like you, you can tell the players are kind of, you know, some are speaking their mind. Others are kind of just like having fun with it, but golf media, I don't know if they're like trying to, you know, protect their job or like, <laughs> You know, they feel like, or maybe they were talking. They were had they had a talking to and said, "Hey, you know, we ne- we need you guys more than ever to promote BJ Tour." I don't know. I doubt that happened, but it just seems like everybody's super defensive now and super like, you know, as if they were getting paid by the PGA Tour to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But golf Twitter, dude, it's it's a sick place. Um, I mean, like the whole 18 green scene was awesome when Rory running get one, getting back to RBC and stuff. And like, you know, probably the perfect thing that could have happened for the PGA, right? Besides Jay's, you know, speech, talk to Nance. But like, I thought it was funny too. Like his, uh, his, uh, his quote afterwards or whatever you want to say when he's being interviewed about getting the 21 wins. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. I mean, I don't even. See, I don't even. I wish Rory didn't even give him the time of day. To be honest with you, because um, it basically it comes off as like, well, of course he's he's thinking about it, but it's basically coming off as like Norman, you know, is is lingering in Rory's head. Obviously, Rory's on the board, so it's it's gonna be in his head. But I thought it would, you know, it'd just be to me. Don't even say anything and go win, you know. Five more events, you know. Sure, sure. Saying something, but kind of just opens the door. I thought it was hilarious that the two, those two Sky Sky Sports reporters were talking about oh, how yeah. bad of a wedge player he was, and then Rory walked up and he's like, "Apparently, I'm a bad wedge player." <laughs> you catch that? I saw that. I saw that Twitter. That was good. Yeah, that was funny. I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, Rory. I mean, in the last week, Rory's been super outspoken. Um, it's almost. You could tell he's almost like kind of pissed off. Oh yeah, I mean so, JT as well. Yeah, so that's pretty cool to see. Um, what else is cool to see, Rob, is the North and West Side tours. Finally, you guys are done with the fourth event this Friday. Scores are due by nine p.m. And you yep. guys start your PGA Championship uh, on yep. Saturday. Excited about another major. Yes, the majors are here. The second major is here. Uh, we're breaking down Stonewall Orchard and Bow Creek. I almost yeah. lost it there first. Yeah, time. yeah. No, Bose Creek. I was a, a nice little a nice little gem that I can't wait to play, to be honest with you. Oh yeah. And speaking of, we're gonna start with the North Side tour. We're gonna start with uh Stonewall Orchard. And we have a very special guest coming on. The assistant pro actually from Stonewall Orchard, Mr. Brian Dalton, is gonna be Sweet. in the house rock. So he's nice. gonna take down Stonewall for us. Uh, and then we'll uh we'll go from there. All right, folks, welcome back. And we are back with Mr. Brian Dalton, the assistant pro at Stonewall Orchard. Brian, how are we doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Tom and Rob. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for coming on last yeah, minute, too. Um, Brian is a, is a good friend of ours. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, Brian also um, is part owner of Wedge Guys, um, our sponsor on our website, where you can find their grip kits, their grips, their solvent, 
all directly through us via the, uh, the link in our website, and that's Wedge Guys. Um, but more importantly, Brian, you're the assistant pro at Stonewall Orchard, and you're going to break down uh, Stonewall for us in the Northside Tours PGA Championship this weekend. Yeah, I'll do my best to try to give you guys a few uh, few tips and, and tricks to make make it away make your way around there. There you go. As easy as possible. Um, you know, I'm sure you've kind of maybe looked up on our website. We do have uh, hole by hole overviews, flyovers in each hole. You know, kind of give you a little bit of uh, a feel for for what's what's in store out there. Um, you know, it's from the back tees. It's it's kind of a, a daunting uh, daunting task to 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 even you know sniff par if you're capable but yeah. uh i think you guys will be playing the gold tee so it'll be about 6500 yards yeah. which you know it's, it's still a good test we say it's you know it's a good test from every tee um the winds out there are, are typically uh, a little bit stronger than you might than you might see at other courses it's you know there is some link style feel to uh some you know some tree line holes um overall the fairways are, are pretty forgiving uh we do have a lot of water out there um, so, you know, Tom had mentioned to, to, to see about, you know, some of the trouble, trouble holes out there and, and ones that you might have a chance to, to score on, uh, the front nine, the par fives are definitely scorable. If you put yourself in the right position, uh, those would be hole three and five hole three is pretty much a straightaway par five. I think from the goal tees, it's about 500 yards. Uh, there's a bunker on the left-hand side, just kind of hit it right over just to the right of that bunker. Um, and it kind of then feeds it's an it's a blind shot off the tee it'll kind of feed downhill um off of that right over the bunker just kind of feeds downhill and if you hit a bomb and it's uh you know dry out you can get it past the car path a little which will set you up for about i don't know 200 to 190 in uh if it's wet on the other hand uh you know you never know given that we're in you know it's been a crazy weather year yeah. but um you know if it's wet you know it's definitely a pretty easy three shot hole um and uh, you can still set yourself with, up with the birdie opportunity, uh, hitting a wedge in there. And then, uh, you know, the, the number eight, I'll touch on that real quick. Um, there's kind of a bunker right out there in the middle of the fairway that you'll see off the tee. It's a pretty daunting tee, tee shot because you got all marsh, uh, wetlands, all down the left side, and you got to carry it over it as well. Um, it's only about a 215 uh, carry when you're aiming right at the bunker. Um, maybe 210 it just depends and then but you can also bail out to the right and you got plenty of room right to bail out um if you do happen to miss hit your drive but you can kind of hug the left hand side of that bunker if you can try to hit a draw if you can um it'll kind of set yourself up it kind of it'll run down a little bit a little bit more there's a little speed slot up there over that bunker in the left um and then from there you'll probably have most players if you hit it about 250 off the tee you'll have about i don't know 215 220 in um since you're kind of cutting off the dog leg a slight dog leg left yeah uh second shot's not any easier really i mean it is it is a tough shot there's still marsh that you're going to contend with all on the left side but you know it is an opportunity to hit the green in two uh, for some of those longer hitters um but don't be afraid to bail out right um because you'll still like i said you'll have an opportunity to at least hit a wedge up there and and, and possibly you know get up and down for birdie but um yeah, I'd say that that would be your, you know, your two primary scoring holes would be the par fives in the front. They typically are at most courses. Um, you know, the back nine for us, I would say the, you know, the the par fives aren't as scorable. I would say I wouldn't say the birdies are. You know, ten is a little bit more than eighteen. Eighteen is you know the hardest hole out there, pretty much. Um, but we'll jump back to the front nine and, you know, the the hard holes now on the front nine, so to speak, are going to be. Uh, four five and six uh i'd say if, you know tom or rob if you guys have been out there you know four five and six uh hole four has been voted as you know one of the hardest short par fours in illinois yeah. um year, years ago i think they had like a compilation list of you know like the 18 hardest holes so to speak in, sure. in illinois and that i think glenn woody uh made made that list mm -hmm. i can't remember that yeah. What hole is that on Glenn 16, Woody? 16. 16. Supposedly, 16. supposedly 16 at Glenn Woody has been like the toughest hole in Illinois for like 30 years. <laughs> I, remember, I, remember, I remember playing there in high school and I remember yeah. just being like, all right, I'm on the first hole and I'm like still thinking of, okay, I know I got to play this hole at some point. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. Got to hit it high. You can't yeah. be short. 
the the word around too is that Tiger bogeyed that hole. So like they hold that super high up. Like even Tiger <laughs> Woods bogeyed this hole. So awesome. I believe there was a plaque in the clubhouse that still says like, you know, whatever rated 16th hole, you know, for however long. But anyhow, going back. Going back. So yeah, number four, you know, you got to carry it over water. There's water all down the right side to a narrow land, land narrow tee box, or sorry, narrow fairway. Um, that slopes considerably left to right. That hole is car path only when you're out there. So don't get crazy and taking your carts, you know, down to down the fairway because it's all roped off. So you'll see. But so then from there, I mean, it's only about 300 yards from the gold tees, 310. So the bombers, if it's downwind, you know, you could drive the green. Um, but it is pretty risky because there's water all on the right side. And if you tug it a little left, there's trees and fescue up there on the left that you have to contend with as well um so for me when i play the hole i usually play you know from the back tees which isn't that far back it's 340 oh, i hit driver every time um you know you might get in the tee box think oh i'm gonna play it safe hit an iron well yeah if you miss it an iron you're in the water um if you leave a light iron a little right you're in the water so you know just get the driver out and, and just try to aim just to the right side of the bunker you'll see out there in the middle of the fairway um you heard it here first pull up big dog you don't you you don't want to be in that bunker i can assure you um but don't get me wrong i aim at it every time because you know it's not that big of a bunker and don't i've been in it but you know just aim at the bunker aim a little right at that bunker um and you'll probably have you know you might have a little flip wedge in but uh the green does slope from back to front so it doesn't appear that way when you're out there in the fairway but it does when that pins back yeah and say you're say you did drive it close to the green um just remember that if you're hitting a little bump and run it's going to be fast and it's going to run away from you pretty good so just keep that in mind and there's kind of like a you know right in the middle of the green there's like a kind of like a collection it goes slopes down and then back up on the left side um we tend not to put a pin near there but you know you, you will have to contend with it if you are kind of pitching it on that left side of the, if you end up over left down in the rough. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, so four, I mean, you get past four, you head to five, which, you know, after, you know, you may, like I said, four, it could be, you might play it and you might say, hey, I made a birdie, you know, the easiest hole ever, but, or you might make a triple. I've, I've been on both ends of the spectrum. So, um, but then you'll get to five and five is uh, 187 from the goal tee uh, all over water. There's uh, two trees that kind of, they're not in play off the tee, but visually it kind of creates like a sort of a tunnel that you're going to have to shoot that you're going to have to hit through. Yeah. yeah. You can still hit it over them and you can hit a draw or you can hit a fade, but the green is very difficult, um, especially to, to kind of the hit. I mean, the whole left side of that green, the front left side of the green, um, you know, it's kind of like a little valley down there, mm-hmm. just like little collection or everything, just everything will just run off and down into that valley um and so you know you're hitting over water so you got about a hundred and it's about 160 probably to clear the water from the gold tee uh depending on the line you take Mm -hmm. um but again it's it's not an easy hole um you know the only advice i can give on that hole is just try to be dry (laughs) yeah because if you hit it left there's a car path over there and everything slopes you know there's a kind of a hill over there i'll just kick off that hill and, and kick it down into the it is marked red stakes over there yeah but um but yeah it it is uh it's it's pretty challenging and then uh then comes six six is uh you know 450 yards par four um it's you know it's pretty straight away i mean you can see the green from there from the from the tee it's not it's kind of right out in front of you but it's just it's just a longer hole um you know the green's not overly difficult yeah. But it, you know, there's a couple bunkers that guard the green. Um, but four, five, six, you get through that stretch and, you know, one over par, two over par, depending on your ability. Um, if you're a bogey golfer, if you bogey all three of them, great. You know, you're doing pretty good. You just can't take a big number on those holes. Can't gotcha. tell you how many times, can't tell you how many times I've double bogeyed number five. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> how many, how many balls I've lost number five? It's a lot. Hey, we're getting a lot of, a <laughs> lot of pointers here. I love it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, you know, those will be your hardest holes in the front, four, five, six. 
uh, on the back, you know, you got uh, uh, 11s, pretty, pretty gettable. It's a blind shot off the tee. Uh, I already kind of covered 10, 11. It's a little dog leg left. There's a bunker out there. It's no problem to clear it for pretty much anybody. Um, apologies for those who are listening and you put in the bunker. Uh, I'm not trying to, <laughs> not trying to say you don't, I'm not trying to say you don't hit it far, but it's only like, I think it's 210 maybe to clear it from, depending on where they put the tee on that. The tee box is, is, is pretty big tee, so it just depends on where they put it. Yeah. But literally on 11, you can hit it as far left as possible. Don't be like, hey, I got to hit it right over that bunker. Just hit it, bomb it over that bunker. And even if you take it left of that bunker, that's where hole 12 is. So you got plenty of room left. Don't, don't try to hit it one right. If you hit one right, if you, if, just aim way left. If you hit one right, you're going to have a long way in. And, you know, like I said, the green is overly, it's not like it's all of our greens are relatively challenging um, depending on what courses you play from. Um, for me, it's kind of hard because I've been out there for 10 years. So I'm just so used to them, but they are, right. they are challenging for someone that's never been out there before. Uh, 12 overall is pretty easy. Short par four. There's some bunkers out there. Um, you know, that green is probably one of the more difficult greens we have. Um, you know, typically the shorter the hole that you're going to play, the more difficult the green, the more difficult the green is going to be. Right. Um, and then 13 is just a par three over water, 100 and uh, yeah, about 160 ish, depending on where they put the tee for you guys. Um, again, that hole is not easy. It's over water. It's, you know, still required. The green is kind of funky. It kind of, uh, it's really narrow in the front right. And it kind of feeds like kind of back into the left. Um, it's, it's, it's not an easy green, especially when the pins front, right. Um, if the pins front, right, you know, short's not a bad thing. Um, you don't want to be long. Uh, you don't want to hit it over the green, um, because it's going to make it a, then a, you know, back to front kind of, and it's a pretty tough chip. So, you know, 13, obviously, you know, it's an iron. You probably have like a seven or eight iron. Um, but you know, it's, like I said, it's a, it's pretty tough. It's a pretty tough shot. Uh, 14 is all over, all over water, um, from the back tee, from the gold tee. You have to contend with, contend with the water a little bit. You can kind of err on just hitting it a little bit left. Um, you know, you don't want to flirt with the water on the right, but you can get it down there pretty far. It's only about 360 from the tee. Uh, you guys will be playing from, um, yeah, 15 water guards, the right hand and the left hand side of the green. Um, there's a big, huge fairway bunker out there you can take off you know some scope it but you can take off as much as you feel comfortable taking off um if you take it over the entire bunker you know there's a speed slot up there it'll kind of kick down and you'll probably get an extra 20 30 yards if it's dry uh 16 is a huge big 200 year oak oak tree out there i think that's it's kind of like i would say you mentioned signature holes i'd say yeah you know it's a pretty special tree um we've been treating it uh, over the last number of years uh, regularly just mm -hmm. to save it because i mean if that goes the hole kind of goes mm -hmm. um i'm sure you guys have been out there and you've seen it it's just pretty cool looking uh, oak tree but you can kind of aim it just to the right of that oak tree there's water all on the right side that green again it's a short hole that green gets a little bit tricky in the front and then in the back there's kind of a big swale kind of in the front um and then just make sure you check the gps on that hole because visually it's kind of hard to tell where the pin is if the pin's back or in the front mm. even even i sometimes have a hard time being like all right i don't so check the gps on the carts that we have and it'll kind of give you an idea of hey that pin's way back there or, or it's right. or it's maybe in the front uh 17 short hole it's only like 150 yards um just water on the right hand side nothing nothing too crazy yeah. um pretty big green um you know if the pin's in the front that's probably home one opportunity if you ever had one um you know there's a little slope there and you can kind of kick it off that slope and it might feed back down to the hole nice. um so hopefully the pins in the front that day whatever day you're playing and then 18 so 18 like i said it's the most talked about hole uh i'd say at stone orchard um you know there's people that come in and just bitching and moaning you know, yeah, course is great, but get a blow of 18. I personally think it's, it's, it's a well-designed hole. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not supposed to be easy. You know, I mean, every hole is, every course is going to have a very difficult hole. You just got to kind of know how to play it. 
from the gold tees, if you can hit the drive, let's say if you can hit a drive 280, like for me and the, from the gold tees, I can hit the ball about 300 ish, you know, maybe 280 carry. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't hit driver from the gold tees. If I was playing in a tournament, I would hit a three wood. The reason being is it will bring in the left side, like, you know, there's some trees and there's some fescue over there. Sure. You'll see it. You can scope it. It'll bring that stuff into play if you hit driver. Same thing with the right side. I mean, you know, you blast it way right, you're in some trees. You blast it. It's forgiving from the T overall. The fairway is big. It's a pretty wide fairway. But right. I'm just saying, if you were to kind of blast it through the fairway a little bit left and you hit it far, you might run into some trouble. But let's say you hit the fairway, your second shot, there's a, you'll see the tent in the distance. Okay, to the left of the clubhouse is our tent. Aim it at that tent in your second shot and try to be on the left side of the fairway. If you smoke one down there pretty good, let's just say you have a hybrid or three wood in your hands and you hit one down there pretty far, you'll probably have about 100 yards in. That's 560 something from, from the gold tees. So, like I said, hug the left side of the fairway as much as possible. And it's ideal to be in the fairway if you can on your approach to the green. The green, like I was saying, well, I haven't said it yet, but I was telling Tom earlier, um, the green is the smallest green on the course. I think it's like 4,200 square feet. Yeah. Um, and depending on where they put the pin, there's water that hugs the whole left side um, and behind the green. Uh, and in the front right of the green, there's a couple bunkers and there's a mound there. Well, if you hit it short and you kick it off that mound, the potential that it could kick it into the water. Recently, we have grown up the rough to kind of protect the left side. Mm. Um, so it is collecting more balls recently, but it's still, there is a possibility that you might hit like a great shot and it could end up in the water. Right. Um, so it is important to come in from the fairway so you can generate some spin, preferably have, you know, nine, eight iron in your hand. Um, yeah. But if you're coming in from the right rough, honestly, just bail it right. If you're an amateur, you're 18 handicap, you, you know, you have a hard time generating spin on the ball. You know, let's just say you have a seven iron in your hand from the rough. Yeah. Just bail it right. Try to get up and down. And that's your best bet on that hole. Bogey on 18, never a bad score. Um, but that would be pretty much the gist of it. Uh, you know, scoring holes. There are other scoring holes in the back nine. Um, like I said, 12 is a birdie hole. 16 is definitely a birdie hole. It's just how short of par four it is. Uh, overall, like when we have tournaments out there, we've hosted U.S. Open qualifiers. We've hosted Corn Ferry Tour qualifiers. You know, overall, when those guys um, score well, uh, they, they score well on, on the par fives in the front, and then they'll score well on most of those shorter par fours. Like even they will, like when they play well, they'll score well on holes four, 12, 16, even seven. Um, and that's, you know, pretty much about it. Well done, sir. <laughs> it was pretty good, man. Give the big fella a yeah, I don't know. I tried. I don't no, know. no, no, no. No, that's I, very... I'm, I'm afraid to break down Bo's Creek after this now, so thanks a lot for that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> very, uh, very in-depth. We we love that. Uh, yeah, it was great. For guys listening, I mean, you literally just got uh, a key to shooting five-foot better. Yeah, right? I don't know. Maybe. Oh. I mean, you still got to, you know, still got to put the ball in the hole, man. Yeah, it's, you it's still got to It's true. <laughs> Hey, for your first podcast, my man, you killed it. Well, appreciate it, guys. Yeah, Thank good you. luck the rest of the way and uh, good stuff. So look out for Travis on the uh, – For sure. Yeah, we'll be, be, root, be rooting for him. He's, 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 he's a good dude. Absolutely. Thanks, folks. All right, guys. We'll catch awesome. you later. Later, man. All right, see you. Later, dude. All right, folks, we are back. What a hell of an interview, Rob. Dude, that was awesome. Super in-depth. Uh, like I said, if, if you guys don't save four or five strokes playing that after listening to the assistant pro, Brian Dalton, give a you know in-depth breakdown i mean he was talking about which holes to hit a bumper run on right uh, yeah to to pull I love the, bailout. I love the bailouts the bailouts are always like helpful huge. like which i knew the bailout for every hole of every course i played because huge because i know there's a couple holes out there where like stand on a tee box to his point i think he was talking about 12 maybe um you can't really see what's like out there to the right and having that course knowledge you know, knowing that you can kind of blow right and be safe. Sure. Unbelievable. So, um, again, you know, we thank Brian for coming on. 
uh, we were told it was his first podcast ever. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. I don't, I don't buy it. No, I don't buy it either. Uh, anyhow, we're going to break down Bose Creek now. Uh, Bose we're going to try to, we're going to try to break down Bose Creek. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I don't know. I don't know if we have uh, <laughs> that much intel, but yeah. Bose Creek is, it, it, I can't speak for Rob, but Bose Creek has kind of slid in into my top probably like five courses around here. Um, probably because it's little brother, you know, or big brother, however you want to look at it, Heritage Bluffs. I find them to be very similar. Um, I think Bose is definitely more linksy. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the terrain or kind of the setup, but I think they're very similar uh, in comparison, especially when it comes to like the quality of course. Yeah, I mean, top notch to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. the, the whole routing, you know, the whole layouts, like there's some really fun holes, you know, some open fairways, some targeted shots, but like it's, it's, it is a fun track. Like one, I like Tina full. Yeah. One, you're elevated a little bit. I think that's a great hole to start off. I love two green. Two's green is awesome. It's more about longer green. And I, I do like how, you know, you're, it's not like a shoot, but how the fairway goes with the traps and the waste bunkers and stuff like that. But, um, and then I think four has to be like my favorite tee off hole. If you remember it, it's the dog leg. You got tee, tee off over the water and it's yeah. like a little dog leg left and everything like that. So, yes, sir. Um, three is that super long part three, isn't it? Yeah, it's like over 200, I think. Yeah, that's a fun little hole, too. But, yeah, Bose is, Bose is unbelievable. Um, for the most part, on the front there, there's some trouble, definitely, some fescue. Um, and then you have some water, I believe, on what? Six to par five, um, if I remember right, because last year was the first time I played it, too. And like you're saying, I, I it, was, it was an awesome track. Like, it's definitely in the top five now of what we play for oh, me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that first part five, I think it's whole six, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like a blind second shot. Um, it's a definitely a three shot hole. And then you're, you know, the green's kind of surrounded by, you know, the tall grass and everything. So that's, there is, like you're saying, there's some, there's some, uh, long rough out there for like the linksy style for sure. But the greens, what I remember are just like, you know, pristine, right. They roll, right. They, they got it. They're not too fast, but they roll true. So, um, and then on the back nine, you have those, you have those fun little holes. Um, I think it's 14, the par three, it's, it's yeah. like, you got that tree hanging out over the side that kind of like blocks it to make you have to do like a draw around it, you know, if it's you up on a hill, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then you um, the super par, the super fun par five right after that right um no there's uh oh after that the, yeah after it's that the part four that kind of uh if i remember right dog is uh it's a it's a blind tee shot too because you got that long stuff at uh to the left off the tee that you have to try to like you can try to clear if i'm remembering right yeah yeah but yeah i mean a lot of the par fives are nice uh for sure um but like it's just a it's a fun hole i think i it's another one of those courses like heritage bluffs where you you probably do use pretty much every club in the bag you know it's yeah. um it's got a little bit of everything for you yeah the terrain there is awesome too a lot of a lot of uh ravines and rolling hills and mounds and i mean 18 18's tee shots awesome 18 she says awesome into that green is crazy because yeah. it's elevated and it, it and it rolls off you know i think it's uh back to front type deal so it's uh it's it's just uh i mean i know it, it's nothing like what, what we just heard about stonewall but like it's it's a great course to play i mean if you just keep it in the middle there's there's some holes like you know 10 and stuff where you got to be particular off the tee but if you don't spray it too far, you, you, you can recover easily, you know? Yeah. I was just going to say, I remember nine coming into the house. Yeah. So short part four, but it plays down. Yes, exactly. Super yeah. small. Um, yeah. Again, guys, not even on the, the, the West side tour, North, South, I'm telling you, go out to Bose Creek. Bose Creek is, is a super shady gem. Um, it's, it's a, it's a ride, but it's worth it. 
It's definitely yeah. worth it, especially the cost. Like, I, I was so mad because that's what I looked at for, like, Sunday for Father's Day, you know, just to get around it. And they were only asking, I think, like, in the afternoon, like, 60 bucks, 67 bucks or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got a great part, uh, price point. Um, course is unbelievable. It's always in great shape. Highly recommend it. So that is the West Side Tour uh, PGA Championship. And that wraps up the second major, what will be the second major of the year for the North and West Side Tour route. Right. That rolls us right into the U.S. Open Book It With T picks. Who do you like this week, Rob? <laughs> Let me guess. Well, he says, I mean, uh, I don't know. Oh, like, hold on. I, I'll guess for you. Spieth, Rory, and then probably like Max Homa. Well, I mean, Spieth, Homa, and... Uh... Ah, uh, damn it! Who is it? Who's the third in their group? Corey? Did I just say? No, 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 no. Adam Scott is the third in their group for, uh, and I think they're the marquee group. Like, because did you see Homa's tweet about, you know, how they group you? Good thing it's the most handsome group yes. or something. Yes. Like that. Uh, Adam but, Scott. Uh, yeah, Adam I don't, Scott doesn't have a chance. No, 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 no. But um, yeah, obviously, Spieth. I'm always going to root for Spieth. I mean, I think it's Spieth, JT, or Rory. To be honest with you. I know that's a, I know that's a far limb. I, I just don't know. I can't see Rory going back to back, to be honest with you. Hey, T's hit three of his last five. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Go. Let's hear, let's hear him. I want to hear what he's got. His long shot, Hava, 35 to 1. Sam Burns, 30 to 1. Cam Smith, 22 to 1. Patrick Cantlay, 20 to 1. And his favorite, Rory, 10 to 1. And you can book it with T. He's got Rory going back to back. Man, he's got Cantley. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, still, I don't really get excited for any twenty. I, I'm, I need. I'll take Sam Burns at thirty to one. That's for sure. Uh, even Cam Smith, kind of like twenty two to one. I don't really like anything under twenty to one. It just, I mean, I know. I mean, didn't Burns play good this past weekend too? Yeah, I know they're they're the favorites, but just not enough skin for me. Uh, sure. What do you think is the going to be the winning score? I could see like eight under. Yeah. So you think it's going to be single digits? Yeah. Single high digits, yeah. Eight, nine. Maybe in the – depending on how, you know, crazy this rough is getting. I mean, the yeah. course looks super sick. Um, I'm, I'm not too familiar with Brookline. Had to look it up. The course looks phenomenal. The, the amount of cuts, they have like four or five different cuts there. And then the fescue – I mean, it looks super tough. I don't know how much that will come into play, though. Uh, maybe on some of the par threes, it looks like. They got some, you know, shaggy rough around the, the uh, edges of the greens. But other than that, I mean, I'm pretty excited. The U.S. Open, for whatever reason, usually doesn't get me going um, as much as the other majors. But for some reason, I'm pumped up for this week to grab. Yeah, I think I got more a little bit. I like how it fall, obviously falls on Father's Day weekend, so we get a little bit more, uh, yeah. you know, more interested in it. Um, do you think, because uh, Ricky's, what, second alternate right now, do you think he gets in? I would love to see it. I'd love to see it, and I'd love to see him play well. You know, maybe even a – what a story that would be. If Ricky came out and won the U.S. Open retained his card. And goes to live tour for Portland. <laughs> I almost pissed myself. That would be insane. And just rips off. That he, would, that he would have his exemption. Yeah, that would be hilarious. That would yeah. that would be the ultimate fuck you PGA tour. Right. Exactly. Right. Jesus, that would be crazy. Anyhow, are you ready for the top three? I want to know the top three things you do on a daily basis that remind you of playing golf. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um. Top three things I do on a daily basis. So when I'm working from home, I keep my uh, yardage book cover in on my desk. Um, and I have Amazon sells them. It's like, you know, you, you record each round, you know, fairways hit. Yeah. How many putts you get the right notes and everything, just like a little journal. Mm -hmm. So I'll check that. Especially if I know I'm playing, I'll check that once in a while just to reflect. You know, Reflect on what I've been doing wrong or what I've been doing right. Um, second thing I do is I keep two putters by my desk downstairs. So between projects to, you know, take a little break, I sit there and I'll putt 
put around a little bit. And then, uh, to be honest with you, the top thing I do multiple times throughout the day is uh, plug in another podcast. But, you know, you got your shotgun starts, but and listen to that um, button podcast pile up um, and then going on to refuge and just checking out what people are doing around here. Like we have some fellow golfers in the tour that are on the refuge. So it's kind of cool just to see people talk about the courses that we're playing and see what their thoughts are on it and everything like that. So, right. um, you know, the other honorable mention is when you're grilling, you're out there practice swinging, right? So that's about it. With the spatula? Yep. Oh, yeah. So How about you? Well, that kind of falls into my two-hole, but my three-hole is probably just being like a super weather guy. So just, Ooh, just yeah. look at the forecast and be like, sure. like, like, even though you can't play on Wednesday, you'd be like, oh, Wednesday would be awesome to play. Sure. Oh, no, that, it, damn, that's a good point. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's all kind of always knowing what's going on uh, with the weather. I kind of have to do that anyways with the job, so it kind of runs parallel. Number mm-hmm. two, I would say at the job, I walk around, and I know I've caught myself doing it, like going like this all day, like, like oh, yeah. you know what I mean? To like oh, yeah. make oh, yeah. sure the back of my left hand is like, sure. what I'm trying to do is like square it sure. up. So I just like kind of just be walking and be like this like an idiot yeah um so like yeah like a ghost a ghost golf swing like you know at impact well you're um, our, our guy man the video that he put out about like the chair with like the hip rotation right yeah, yeah. i find myself doing that in the office though with like yeah. the chair i got set up there but anyways go ahead whenever i grab like a pipe wrench or like a broomstick i'll hold it like a golf club um <laughs> and then number one I would say, or no, was that number two? Yeah. Yeah. Number one, then I would say just like anytime I walk past my garage, right. I'll be like, mm-hmm. I'll go, I'll go hit a chip or I'll go sure. hit a putt. Um, I mean, the garage is open all day long. So constantly back and forth and on a good day, I'll hit like maybe 40 chips, literally just like walking back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are the, the daily reminders that we golf. So awesome. that will wrap up episode 35. And as always, Rob, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the fairway. See you on the fairway, dude. See ya.